Brandon Ingram is known as an offensive player, but his defense has been key for the Pelicans over the past 10 games. I have some stats that will surprise you. Plus, do we have a preview of how you're going to be able to watch Pelicans games next season? It's a Tuesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday, a game day for the Pelicans as they take on the Brooklyn Nets in the Smoothie King Center. This game's important to win. I'll explain why in the third segment of today's show, but first I want to look at Brandon. Ingram, not his offense, but his defense, and that's how it and how it's been helping the Pelicans get to 7-3 and three over their last 10 games. And we have an update on the TV deal, Bally Sports, Fox 8, Gray Television. I'll explain everything you need to know coming up in the second segment of today's show. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for first deposit match up to one hundred dollars and of course thank you for making lockdown pelicans your first listen we are the number one pelicans podcast come to you like nobody else does the topics you want to hear become an everyday or listen monday through friday to the pel uh to locked on pelicans part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day comment down below on youtube tell a friend about the show we'll be getting a couple of live shows going for us really really soon too i'm excited about that some more chances to interact with y'all get back into it with the new year some new content coming for you as well I'm excited, so make sure you never miss an episode. So Brandon Ingram, offensive guy, right? That's what we think of when we think of Brandon Ingram. And he's having a good season, especially as the Pelicans are starting to win their games. You know, he is the leading scorer for the Pels this season, 23.3 points per game, 5.5 assists, almost five rebounds per. He's shooting 35% from three on about four attempts per game. Overall, Doing well, no real complaints, right? 82% from the free throw line. And then you've noticed his defense a little bit more, right? I just gave you all the offensive stats, but as the Pelicans are, as we talked about in Everydayers Know in yesterday's show, seven and three over the past 10 games with the second best defense, Brandon Ingram has been a big reason why when it comes to all of that, but in ways that you might not even realize. There's some of the counting stats that you just see right? The blocks, the steals. This season, Brandon Ingram is averaging, where did the numbers just go? 0.8 steals, 0.5 blocks. Those are more or less like kind of tying career highs for him across the board. You know, then the blocks are kind of in line with his other numbers. But if you look at it over the past 10 games where the Pelicans are seven and three with the second best defense, he's averaging one steal per game and 1.2 blocks Per game in in those 10 games there are only three games where he didn't record a block or a steal so he is putting up stats counting stats making an impact in the game simply just trying more on defense can take you a really really long way and he's definitely doing that you know look at that game against the los angeles lakers a 20 point win you know he took on the matchup of lebron james which is not the easiest thing to do lebron went out and scored certainly 
But the fact that he was willing to step up and do that and just try on that side of the ball and really commit on that side of the ball, you're seeing it pay off with the stats, but you're also seeing it pay off by helping the team win. You know, one of the things I've talked a lot about this season, looking at lineups, looking at players, are you winning your minutes? You know, you can look at it this way, too. He's played the most minutes on the team this season. He's played more minutes than anybody else so far this season. Brandon Ingram has. This team has the seventh best defense overall on the year. He's played the most minutes out of the past 10 games. They have the second best defense. When he's out there on the court, they're doing something right. He isn't actively hurting this team on that side of the ball, even if some of the individual defensive metrics don't really look well for him. But those aren't really a great measure of, you know, how do you measure defense? It's something that's really hard to do. So you've got to look at it with the eye test with a lot of the counting stats. Again, if he's poking the ball loose, is he get, if he's getting a steal, that's an empty possession for the opponent. That's great. Blocks help. Blocks can also you know, be blocked out of bounds, go right back to an opponent. So it's not necessarily an empty possession, but it's still disrupting the flow of the offense, making the opponent work more for it. And again, he's doing that. You know, Combined, he's averaging 2.2 stocks, blocks plus steals, over the past 10 games, and the Pelicans have the second best defense during that time. One of the things, though, that really jumps out at you, I think when you look at him, and this is subtle, this is where I said some of the numbers are going to surprise you with all of this. You know, the field goal percentage for opponents isn't like insanely low when he's out there on the court. But one thing that is significantly better for the team when he's out there on the court is defensive rebounding. Right? That's been a problem, it's felt like, for the Pelicans this season, even if it actually hasn't been like a huge problem for the Pelicans this season. They're the eighth best defensive rebounding team on the year. Over the past 10 games, they're the third best defensive rebounding team. Defensive rebounding is defense. It ends the opponent's possession. They miss, you secure the rebound, that possession is done. That's why offensive rebounds are frustrating. You can do play great defense, force a miss, and then they get the ball back and undo all of the work that you just did to force that miss. Defensive rebounding is still defense. That is important. And the team is significantly better at defensive rebounding when Brandon Ingram is on the court. Part of that a little bit is that he tends to play a lot with Jonas Valanciunas. So that number is going to be elevated slightly because Jonas is the one kind of doing the work on that side. But you do see Brandon Ingram fight for those rebounds. You do see him boxing out more so than you have before. And he's making an impact that way. Again, win your minutes when you're out there on the court. However that might be, contribute in whatever it's going to do to win those minutes. And what Brandon Ingram is doing defensively is definitely accomplishing that right now and helping this Pelicans team. So as we know, he's the right kind of offensive player. You know, I think even his shot selection has been getting a little bit better over, the pa- better over the past 10 games or so, and that's improving things as well. You know, you're seeing him attack the lanes a little bit more, putting in, you know, scoring at the rim, those sorts of things. We can dive into those another day. But it's really the defense. So all you need from him with how good he is offensively and improving as an offensive player as the season goes on, you need him to be like average defensively. Just don't be bad, basically. And it doesn't appear that he is.
Frankly, he's not. The numbers tell the story there. He's doing a really good job. You're seeing more of an effort, more of a buy-in. That elevates everyone around too, right? He's the one of the leaders of the team. So when he commits on that side of the ball, others do as well. That's a big deal. And I'd love to see, I, I just basically love what we're seeing from Brandon Ingram over this time. And I wanted to give him the right sort of do, the right sort of credit for how he's playing defensively and helping this team. Seven and three, right? That's tied for like the third best record in the league over that period of time. They're doing really well right now. Second best defense during that stretch. He's part of the reason why. That's what you love to see from your star players. Coming up next, the Pelicans announced that you're going to be able to get 10 Pelicans games over the air. That's different. Why is that happening? What's it mean for the future of the broadcast deal? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about Prize Picks because Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, and it's just you versus the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros, sharks, you pick more or less on the stat projection of two to six players, and then you watch the winnings roll in. And with basketball season and football season underway, you can pick combo projections across both sports. For example, you can take CJ McCollum plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions so you can test your skills over prize picks all season long make it more exciting in the easiest way to play daily fantasy sports if you have the skills you can turn ten dollars into 250 dollars with just a few taps and it's really simple to play you can make all your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds so if you want to get in on the action over prize picks go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nba and use code locked on nba for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars. that's free money so you make a deposit, they'll match it up to $100 the first time when you go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA. PrizePicks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For your second listen, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel all right let's get into a press release from the pelicans it's been rumored for a little bit but it's really nice to see that this finally happened it's going to make it easier to watch pelicans games for you at least ton of them this season i'm going to straight up read the press release here for you new release great television will bring 10 new orleans pelicans games to leading local broadcast television stations uh, Great Television and the New York New Orleans Pelicans jointly announced that they have reached an innovative new sports right deal that will make 10 of the Pelicans games during the 2023-2024 season available to fans on leading local television stations serving audiences throughout Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. The first game is scheduled for Friday, January 12th, as the Pelicans take on the Denver Nuggets at 8 p.m. The new distribution agreement will, with Gray, which is Fox 8 in New Orleans, by the way, will make Pelicans games available to more than 3 million households across three states. It will bring live games in the New Orleans Pelicans market, uh, New Orleans market available on WVUE TV, Fox 8, and bounce through its free over the air broadcast along with its carriage on all major, this is important, 
major cable and satellite pay TV systems, including Cox, Spectrum, DirecTV, Dish Network. In addition, Gray will simulcast these games on Louisiana television stations in Baton Rouge, Shreveport, Lake Charles, Monroe, and Alexandria. They will also simulcast on Mississippi stations in Biloxi, Jackson, Hattiesburg, and Meridian, and in Mobile, Alabama. Following this announcement, Gray will seek distribution agreements for these Pelicans games by television stations located in additional markets in Louisiana, Mississippi that are owned by other broadcasters. So if you don't have a Gray television station in your local area, you might be able to, they're going to look for this, not set in stone yet, might be able to get these games on another station, which when you think about the cooperation and the will to get these games in front of as many people as possible is a wonderful thing that both these two groups are doing. So the let me give you the quotes here. We know people in this region are passionate about their sports. We're thrilled to partner with the Pelicans and make these games available for all fans, explains New Orleans resident and Pelicans fan Sandy Breland, who's also Gray's chief operating officer. The Pelicans welcome the opportunity to partner with Gray Television in this 10-game deal that will provide over-the-air viewing access to Pelicans games to more than 3 million households and over 7 million people across the Gulf South region, said New Orleans Pelicans president Dennis Lausha. By the way, then they make a note of this. Calling the Pelicans broadcast will be the Emmy award-winning play-by-play announcer Joel Myers, former NBA star and color analyst Antonio Daniels, and sideline reporter Jennifer Hale. The games are a couple in January and February, March, and April. You can see the schedule. It's 10 of them against good teams too. Denver, Phoenix, Lakers, Knicks, Indiana, Miami, Thunder, Phoenix, Golden State, and one's TBD. So all of that out of the way here. This is good. This is good. The agreement with Valley Sports has not been what we would have hoped for. You know, it has provided stability for the Pelicans in terms of money. And for a small market team, that stability when it comes to finances is a very important thing. But it's been a pain to watch games. Yes, Valley Sports Plus is an app that means you can pay and you can get the games if you're in the local area, if you can't get them otherwise. But it's expensive at $20 per month. And it doesn't always work or just cuts out and has just been a subpar experience all around. They also had outages affecting all of the Valley sports teams where you just couldn't watch the game because the service was down. You know, I don't even know if they issued refunds or whatever came from that, but that is not okay. Well, with over the air TV, anyone who can just go buy an antenna somewhere for 10 bucks can be able to get these games. What I think is most telling and important about this is the reach, right? This gets them to 7 million homes in the Gulf South region. That might not sound like much compared to, say, a Los Angeles or a New York, but it's a it's about a tenfold, I believe, reach bigger than what they've had before with Valley Sports and, you know, the services that it is. It's not on some of those other stations and channel or uh, services. So being able to make sure these games are as widely available as possible brings new Pelicans fans into the mix. If they start watching games, that means your advertising revenue can go up, right? That means maybe they buy merchandise and other things, and it raises revenue that way too. So all of this, if it works out, and it's going to be a big upfront investment and cost on the Pelicans, which we'll get to here in a sec, is only going to be a good thing. You know, it sounds like they're just using all of the Valley Sports Plus cameras, things like that, people to put on these broadcasts on Fox 8 is the way I'm going to use it. Great television for everything. So you have the infrastructure in place. And if this is a pre, this could be, I should say, a preview for what we might see next season. You know, with the Sinclair Diamond Valley Sports Plus um, sports group going bankrupt and going through bankruptcy, the Pelicans are going to get their local rights back. 
you know, every NBA team deals with the local media rights themselves. Be in a smaller market that is where you don't have a competitive advantage, right? The Lakers deal pays them way more money than what the Pelicans deal was going to pay. That's why Bally Sports being very significant in giving them anywhere from 15 to like $30 million per year for the rights is important. I don't know if Gray Television is going to be paying that much for it or if this is more, we'll, we'll do it for less so that we can get larger exposure here. But it does likely mean that this is the route they're going to look to go next season. I will say it's worth noting as they kind of test this out that the games are more or less all on a Friday or over kind of the weekend, right? When you think of you know, the, the network television, there's indexed programming, right? They do things on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday that are like, you know, musty TV, all of those things, right? Appointment viewing. Most of these games that I see here listed on this, five of the 10 are on a Friday, two are on a Tuesday, one's on a Sunday. I'm probably, no, six of them are on a Friday, two are on a Tuesday, one's on a Sunday. You don't have a Monday game. You don't have a Wednesday game. You don't have a Thursday game in there. That could present some problems when it comes to being on Fox here and with a Fox affiliate like this. You know, can they bump some of their national programming, right? If it's something like, I think The Masked Singer is on Fox, that's one of their bigger shows, or like American Idol or whatever those, I don't know what's on what. Can you bump that for a Pelicans game? Will the national company allow you to do that when you're an affiliate of theirs? And I'm not sure. That's why I think they're doing a test here of 10 games, and I'd be willing to bet, and again, this is speculation on my part, this won't really overlap with like much of any of that kind of programming that Fox would be upset about if you had a basketball game on over one of those other kind of shows with everything. But this is a step the Pelicans are taking, I think, to test things out to make games more widely available to you. You know, if it turns out this is the route they're going to want to go, I would assume they're going to buy the camera equipment, all of the stuff from Bally Sports, which is a significant investment in terms of money to be able to do that, to bring you games and make it just easier to watch. Other teams have done this, right? The Utah Jazz did it out of necessity because they're uh, RSN regional sports network straight up folded and they didn't have an option. The Phoenix Suns who had Bally sports were like, Nope, we're done. We'll go to court over all of this if we need to. And we're going to broadcast games so that everyone can see them. And it's worth taking that short term hit monetarily to be able to get kind of your games out there and have more exposure, more reach. So I love that the Pelicans are doing this, that they're kind of putting their money where their mouth is and just doing the right things for fans. So this is a very big deal, I think, and could I don't want to say for sure, but could be the way that you're going to be watching Pelicans games next season. They'll still be Bally Sports for the most part this year. After that, we'll see, you know, the broadcast team of Antonio Daniels and Joel Myers with the team separate from Bally Sports. So everything will end up being OK. They're not going to stop calling games unless they take other jobs. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they both very much like it here. Uh, and yeah, it should just be easier to watch Pelicans games. That's a great thing. We love that. Bring more Pelicans fans into the mix. It's going to be a wonderful thing. I've reported before that the Pelicans looked at bringing this in-house this passed off uh, two years ago when they redid the TV deal. Probably weren't ready for that yet. But it's very clear they've been doing a lot of planning to make sure that they can get games to you as, I don't know, in the future, which is what we want. Perfect. There you go. That's the update here. I'm sure you're all thrilled that you won't need to deal with Bally Sports for a couple of the Pelicans games here as we get them in other ways. So coming up next, the Pelicans play tonight. 
at home against the Brooklyn Nets. It's a tough January schedule. I'm going to look at this, see what it says about the team coming up in the next segment here on Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel because America it's because FanDuel is America's number one sports book. The NFL season is wrapping up. The NBA season is underway, so there's tons of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's it. Place a $5 bet, and then you get 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose, with that bet. I love the app. It has all of the betting options that I'm, lo- uh, that I'm looking for, right? The spreads, the player props, the over-unders. I love the same game parlays where you realize a guy's on a heater in a game. You can get in on the live betting. Up your payout with those same game parlays. And they even have you know, an explore tab where you can find new popular bets, popular parlays, see different options that you didn't know about before. Tons of options there. The app is super laid out well. It's super easy to use. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with a $5 bet and get $150 in bonus bets. FanDuel official partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Become an everyday or listen to the number one Pelicans podcast Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team and whether it's trade targets, which we're going to start looking at because this month of January, I think is going to tell us a lot about the Pelicans and kind of where they stand, right? December was the easy stretch of schedule for them. They needed to take advantage of that. For the most part, they did, right? Seven and three in the last 10 games, some disappointing losses there, but a good run through the in-season tournament, doing some other things really well. Overall, they're trending in the right direction. And as I talked about it, if you're an everyday or on yesterday's show, when you look at the numbers, they have the sixth best offense, I think it was fifth best offense, second best defense. They're moving in the right direction. And it's a good thing that they're not even reaching their full potential because there's room for this team to grow. Well, this part of the schedule is going to probably really tell you who this team is. You don't have very many like easy games where you look at it on the schedule and you're like, that's a W. They can win a lot of these here, don't get me wrong, but it's tough. You know, you've beaten some of these teams. Well, well, let's go through the schedule a little bit here, right? You have tonight against the Brooklyn Nets. Need to win that one. Then you have the second night of a back-to-back on the road at Minnesota, the number one team in the Western Conference. You come home, take on the Los Angeles Clippers, who have been very good since the James Harden trade. You know, you go back on the road to the West Coast for a West Coast trip where you're on the road for, I think it's five games, cover, uh, playing the Kings, who want revenge and want to beat New Orleans badly after losing to them three times already. On the road to the Warriors, who have beaten New Orleans pretty badly, and it can be a tough team as well. On the road to the Denver Nuggets, they've played that team well, winning one, losing one. Then back-to-back set, not back-to-back, but two games against the Dallas Mavericks on the road on the 13th and 15th. Home against the Hornets, home against the Suns, home against the Jazz, home against the Thunder, on the road to the Bucks, on the road to the Celtics. Then you wrap up the month on January 31st on the road to the Rockets. That's a tough stretch of games, right? You've beaten the Nuggets, you've beaten the Mavericks, you've beaten Minnesota, you've beaten the Kings, right? You can beat all of these teams. They are capable of doing that in a one-game setting. But do you match up well? Are these teams you could beat in a playoff series? Because when you make the postseason, the likelihood of them playing against one of these is pretty high. 
this is a chance for the Pelicans to kind of show who they are. Do you beat these teams and we call it a one-game fluke, or are you an equal of theirs, a peer team with them, a team that's as good as them, where it's going to be a battle every time you face off against one another? And for New Orleans, who split the two games so far with the Dallas Mavericks to have two on the road against them. If you win both of those, I think it says something about where you kind of stand. If you lose both of those, you go, okay, maybe we're not as good as Dallas, right? If you lose badly to the Denver Nuggets, do you go, okay, maybe we're not as good as Denver. I think they're better than the Kings. You know, the Suns are a good team to kind of look at with this too. The Thunder are as well. You know, you have your two away games against, you know, one, your one away game on the road to the Bucks, the Celtics. How do you measure up with those two teams? Those are some of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Celtics are one of the best teams in the league, period. Bucks are like not far behind them with everything, right? Boston has the best record in the league. Milwaukee is tied for the second best record in the league in terms of wins. You know, or if you have a rough stretch of this, you lose some of the games to the Dallas Mavericks, some of these other games here. You know, do you need to do some self-reflection and say like, we need to make a trade sooner rather than later? Look at the New York Knicks making that move now for OG and Anobi from the Toronto Raptors. That trade was rather early, I think, for kind of trade season. The trade deadline's not till mid-February. Usually that's when you see deals get done. If you don't do well during the stretch, right? In you have the Jazz, you have the Rockets, you have the Hornets in there. It's like the winnable games for the most part. You know, when you have those, you know, in, and then the Nets tonight, if you don't do well against the other stretch, do you need to really maybe feel the pressure to make a move sooner rather than later to be more competitive this season? Or is it still about kind of playing the long game when it comes to it and trying to figure out what to do with your long-term salary cap and the flexibility? I think this stretch really is going to tell us a lot about the Pelicans and kind of where they stand in the hierarchy of the Western Conference. February eases up a little bit, right? I think they can come out and in February go on a run as they're playing some weaker teams, right? You start off against the Spurs, the Raptors, you have the Trailblazers in there, the Wizards in there, the Rockets again, depending on how you feel about them. The Grizzlies again, a team that you should have beaten twice at home. The Lakers, a team that you clearly are capable of beating. They can do some work in February, I think, but you need to make sure you're in the best position to end the season strong. And that might mean you need to make a trade sooner rather than later, integrate that new player or two in that February window where the schedule is a little bit easier. So seeing how they do in January could add a little bit of, you know, I think fire behind the team or really give us an idea of who they are. I'm excited for this month to really kind of learn more about this Pelicans team because there's a lot of talent here. At times they feel like they're holding themselves back too, but the last 10 games have been good. Can you carry that stretch of form against really tough teams? We're about to find out. I think we're really going to get an idea of what this Pelicans team is made of, who they are over the next month or so. Do you agree? Where do you think the Pelicans are going to fall? What do you think the record's going to look like in January? Let me know what you think in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game because we are the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.